Welcome to Pilgrim Lost. Come walk with us while we explore life in hopeful motion. Hey, 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 Pilgrim Lost Podcast. Special episode today. We are going to be chatting with the 10,000 step superstars. Superstar, superstar, 10,000 step superstars. That's right. Um, I don't know about you, but I have on my phone um, a fitness pal app that I use. I use to sort of track, sometimes I use to track my eating and my fitness and some other things. And one of the things that it tracks is my daily step count. And I don't know if you use Fitbit or just use the Apple app or whatever it is you might use. This is one that I mainly follow. And it is, it asked me to set a goal, to set a goal. And my goal that I set was 10,000 steps a day. And I have to tell you that a, a solid a solid three out of seven days a week, I hit my step count. High five, Tony. Self high five. Um, so I hit my 10,000 steps about three times a week. And on average, I probably am hitting about 6,000 steps on any given day. The reason I tell you all that is because um, I am really thrilled to talk to what I would call some step count superstars today people who have gone an irrational number of days without missing their step count. No, not once. And um, the reason I want to start by saying that I'm like a 38% successful step count guy is um, I would hate for this episode of Pilgrim Lost, the lifestyle of Pilgrim, to be about perfection. I would hate for hearing people talk about the wonderful gift of fulfilling a goal as being the definition of success or the definition of goodness or the definition of being a pilgrim. Um, the people we're going to be talking to are beautiful human beings and their walking has been a tremendous supplement to their pilgriming through life. But I would hate for hearing people who have been so, quote unquote, successful at fulfilling their goals, that that would be that the impact of that would be shame. That it would be any sort of like, I'm less than because I I miss days. I miss four out of seven days on average. But that doesn't mean I can't still be inspired by people who who set a goal and move towards it. It's sort of like when someone walks to the Camino de Santiago and they get back and they talk about having walked 500 miles in 40 days. And we hear that and we celebrate that they did it without having to feel like, well, shoot, over the last 40 days, I didn't walk 500 miles. I must be a bad person. No, we don't say that. We go, I know I celebrate that. And so I just kind of want us to celebrate sort of some friends and what they've learned through their through their 10,000 steps super stardom and maybe we'll get a little inspiration to continue the pilgrim life here on pilgrim lost and to get that started i want to bring on my friend a 10,000 steps superstar a business consultant an inspirational speaker a baseball announcer gunner 
Simmonson. Gunner, hey. how the heck What's are up, you, my Tony? friend? Now batting, Tony Chris. <laughs> and strike. And strike. And strike. You're it. at I love it. He's out. How are you, bud? I'm doing great so much. Uh, just so thankful to be here on this uh, podcast. I've just been fun listening in and just hearing some journeys from the from the trail. That's been fun getting to know people's stories. Yeah. And you're you're on the trail every day in your yes. own way and in your own neighborhood. And what I left out was husband, father, yeah. friend, mm -hmm. community member, neighbor, all those good things. Yeah. Um, I, I would never want to define you only by your occupations, my friend. So, no. hey, could you just kind of give us a little bit of the kind of the backstory of you kind of devoting this intentionality to 10,000 steps a day? I'd love to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again uh, for the opportunity. Uh, you know, I've been doing a uh, 10,000 steps a day as a goal. I too have a Fitbit and um, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. It just it kind of set this automatic goal of 10,000 steps a day. And I thought, right. all right, let's, let's just do that. Let's try that. And, um, and that really came after um, a real health scare for me back in August of 2017. Oh. I found myself in the ER, um, just heart issues. And uh, it really uh, was a wake up call for me uh, to to not only uh, change. I had, I had to make some changes in my life as a stress. How old were you when you had that health scare? Yeah, I was forty seven years old, fifty two now. 47. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I it was it was a wake up call for me. I needed to make some changes. It was I felt like it was kind of like my now or never that moment right. of like okay it's time to do something. And, and for me, that meant getting active outwardly and uh, really going on the journey on the inside and finding self and uh, you know, getting active outwardly was something that I, I really wanted to have as um, a part of my lifestyle. Um, I wanted to live a healthy lifestyle as I got older, uh, obviously going to the ER will wake you up. Uh, at least it did for me. And so I began this journey of just getting active and uh, as I started that journey and, and ended up getting a Fitbit and like this 10,000 step a day goal, I thought, well, this is great. I mean, I didn't realize it's about five miles a day. It's certainly not the the, the trail, right? And um, busting it out over there, which is fantastic. It's every every step is a is is meaningful no matter where you are. Exactly. Uh, but I started this journey of really uh, tracking my steps on November 4th, 2018. Uh, which would have been my father's 88th birthday, ironically. And um, I just thought, well, let's just let's just do it one 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 day at a time. You so know, that was um, almost four years ago. Yeah. Uh, how many days have you missed 10,000 steps over that almost four years? Zero. And so, Come on. No, I got. I don't believe I can you. Tell you stories of near misses. Yeah. Um, but it'll be uh, as of yesterday. I don't quite have my 10 in yet today. Uh, but it, uh, as of yesterday, it, it would be, uh, 1,345 days. And, um, and for me, it's just, every day is a new day one. You know, I didn't set out to set this goal of, uh, you know, getting steps for four years, didn't set out to, to do something that was going to define me. I'm not defined by my steps, but what my steps right. are doing is they're helping shape me. They're helping me become the person that I desire to be. Um, they give me an, an opportunity every single day to be uh, intentional and to be present with self, uh, my neighborhood. I'm not listening to things between my ears. I'm just listening to what's going around in the houses around me um, and just walk and talk. 
So it's been an incredible journey of just slowing down, being intentional and just being a better listener. Okay. I want to get, actually, I want to, yeah. you cut, you just said a bunch of things, but first of all, I just want to say, well done. That's amazing. Sure. Um, second, um, I want to say uh, you, you don't do it alone. Like you, this is a goal that you and your wife share, or at least some of the times you share it. Mm-hmm. You guys walk together. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do walk together. Definitely. Now that we have a dog, we're definitely we're out walking. Yeah. You know, she does more on the, the, the fitness workout side. Uh, ironically, the, the person in my life that's really crushing, you know, steps. And it's not like she's setting out to get 10,000 a day or whatever. She just being active is my mom. She's 81 years old. Beautiful. And she's walking her neighbor's dog. She's doing whatever. And she's, she'll text me at nine in the morning and say, hey, you know, I just got 12,000 steps or whatever, but it's never about the steps. It's about just getting out and being active, you know, and discovering things, being curious. So um, what, what we really try and focus on at Pilgrim Lost is, is kind of the holistic life. Like how do we be healthy in every, how do we be brain healthy? How do we be body healthy? How do we be heart healthy? How do we be community and relationally healthy? You know, it's not just about, Hey, let's go out and walk as far as possible. That's a metaphor yeah. of every area of life. Um, yeah. Could you talk just a little bit about the, the physical journey you've been on as far as just taking care of your body, getting, yeah. getting healthy, making yeah. sure you've got some longevity. You're going to be alive to see your grandchildren, that whole, that whole thing. Yeah. That's hope. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, again, as I was sharing a little bit earlier about just that trip to the ER uh, at the age of 47, August 19th, 2017, I'll always remember that. Um, and beginning that journey of knowing I've got to do something, I've got to change. And, and as I began that journey of just getting out, getting with my doctor regularly, changing out and figuring out how in the world am I going to just eat more healthier? Uh, I was a stress eater. I had to figure out that's going to sabotage me. I've got to figure out why am I stress eater? And I had to start working through therapy on a weekly basis. You know, what's causing that stress? And because that's what the doctor told me when he sent me to the ER, he looked me straight in the eye and he said, stress kills. And um, I needed to find balance in life. And, uh, and so I began the journey and, and through going through that, that self journey of self and hurts and pains and things that were really causing me uh, having this effect on me of eating, you know, and stress eating and such and began to work through for me, uh, this whole power of forgiveness and forgiving hurts and pains and self, that whole process over time really led me to uh, a place of losing 100 pounds. Yeah. And yeah, you were a big dude. Yeah, I was. And, uh, you know, and I always say you can't outrun on the outside what you're battling on the inside. At least that was the truth for me sooner or later. All that like forgiveness process and internal processing of wounds and hurts and all that stuff. Did did walking support that? I mean, was that part of like your meditative life? Yeah, uh, it was walking. um, Definitely uh, fell in love with running as well. Uh, But walking, you know, definitely was it was a major part of that because um, you know, I was going to therapy weekly and just working through a lot and doing a lot of just a heavy digging in life and letting go of stuff. I'm still working through it, to be honest with you. I still have stuff, but getting out there and walking, it's it, it, how I would describe it is, is a uh, is a is a phrase that a friend of mine actually shared with me. It's a Latin phrase. I have it written down here. Uh, I think it's attributed to St. Augustine and it's Salvatore Ambulando. And it is, it is solved by walking. 
And, and that is so true for me. If you're getting out there, whether I'm hitting trails like you and I, you know, we hit Cooper mountain nature park that one time it was beautiful. Or even in my neighborhood, you know, and most of my walks, and even back then, I'm not listening to music or podcasts or audiobooks often because this is an opportunity for me to, to connect uh, mm. with self, listen, and really work through and process the things that I was walking through with my doctors and ther- therapists and just and being consistent with that. Right. Um, you know, I wasn't looking for a 30 day fix. Right. I just wanted to start working towards things that were going to help me. Uh, become the person that I wanted to be. Well, that how how did you get? You know, they say it takes thirty days, or depending upon thirty days, forty days, depending upon who says, to establish a habit. How were you able to get to the point, or how long did it take you to get to the point that that ten thousand steps, five miles a day, became just average? It just became a day. You know, like I'm just this is. I almost feel like I've I'm I'm putting words in your mouth, but I'm missing something if I don't get it today. You know, how long did that take and what has that been like? You know, honestly, it, it probably took, you know, I always, you know, for me, it's like, I don't know that you ever really see transformation until it's in the rearview mirror. You know what I mean? It's not like I like right. set out like on this day, you know, it clicked. It just, it became time. I remember uh, someone that helped me with that about six months into my journey and I'd lost a ton of weight. I was running, it's changing the way I was eating and just really being accountable to my therapist and, and others. And he's a ultra marathon runner. I mean, this guy's crazy. He's running all these Ironmans, you know, whatever, fireman and all this stuff. He looks Walking at me and he park. says, can I get, he says, man, you look completely different. Can I give you two sets of pieces of advice? And I'm thinking, I'll listen to this guy. Sure. He says, well, first get yourself a pair of Brooks running shoes. Uh, which is interesting. And, and I did. Um, and then he says, keep it up for a year for it to become lifestyle. And, you know, and it just clicked with me at that point there. Um, you know, it's, it's, and again, I think that's when it clicked with me to a point where it's like, you know, this isn't something that uh, is going to, that I want to define me. I don't want people to say, hey, look, you're the steps guy. And it was fun with the intro and all that, which is cool and all that. But, uh, this isn't defining me. It's, it's, it's helping me right. become the person I want to be. What's the lifestyle that I wanted, Good. you know? And, and so it probably, I mean, I can tell you this, you know, cause at the same time I'm working through um, just a lot of stuff on the inside and, 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 and the, the, how that played out is losing a lot of weight. Um, you know, it took months for me to even see a glimpse of any change. Hmm. Honestly, where I first saw my, my, uh, my first uh, hint of change wasn't in all of the obvious places. I mean, to me, it was in my eyes. I, I, there was a picture that someone had taken and, and I just felt like, man, I feel like I'm coming alive. I'm feeling yeah. like I'm feeling uh, more comfortable in my own skin. I'm feeling, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I just, I just knew that I had to trust the process and just get yeah. after it. Be patient. And I've, t- I've told you this before and I hope I'm not betraying something, but, um, I saw a change. I mean, I saw there, there was a, there's a way the first, however many years I knew you, I always kind of felt like you were kind of playing roles. Like I, like you were, you were kind of trying to be a guy. You were trying to be the, the good guy that people would like. And you did it very effectively. Like everybody likes you. And you, I sure. mean, you're, 
you and I are are interesting friends because I'm definitely you're definitely a, a glass half full guy. Like yeah. always use the positive, and I'm yeah. definitely a hmm. What's yeah. wrong with this scene, and how could it be better? <laughs> you know, that's a little bit more my orientation. Um, but uh, but there has been there's there's been a there's been a rebirth in you that I've really I've really been honored to just be a friend to and witness. Mm. Well, thank you. I mean, and it's been a journey. I mean, you know, you're absolutely a thousand percent right. I mean, that's, that's who I was and, you know, I still work through that. It's not like I've arrived, you know, right. I have you know, those times and, 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 and that I was really good at putting a mask on and, and holding, you know, I'd hold people, you know, I, I, I wanted to play the role. I wanted right. to be relevant. I wanted to allow things, um, to that. I did be somehow my identity. Right. And that's what this whole journey really has helped me is to strip away a lot of stuff. And I'm still right. working through it. Right. It's helped me really get a clearer picture of who I am. Right. And feeling I don't need to prove myself to, to Tony or anyone else. It is just be right. Me. Right. And I always tried to prove myself. And I always I'd always walk away just feeling so, oh, man, I do it again, you know. Yeah. So this is something this is totally off script. But um, that's good. So. If there's one thing you're known like out in the world for is being a social media, like master, like guy who understands social media, you were an early adapter to Twitter and a bunch of things. And I know you've done a lot of corporate advising around social media and marketing and things. Mm -hmm. And one of the big evils of social media is it allows us to project a false self. Yeah. To put forward some version of ourselves. We want people to think that we are. And yet um, they don't, they never get to know who we truly are. And we do that as a protective mechanism, mm -hmm. right? Because as long as you don't know the real me, yeah. you can't actually hurt me. You can only hurt the false me, which means I am always protected. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, and, um, and I feel, I, I hear that when you were just talking about, you know, how you walked around in the world and there was this protective good guy, please like me. And, um, and I'm so glad you're on this journey of this internal journey of, of authenticity. Well, I appreciate that. And I, and I receive that. I mean, that's so much the truth. I mean, my, my wounds over life have become, have been, you know, things that led to a real fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, mm. you know, and so you put that projection out there and you're just afraid. I mean, matter of fact, one of the things I was known for, for years is on through social media is this, this, you matter, you know, I mean, I mean, you matter, everybody matters. And yet the truth was, I didn't believe that for myself. There you go. You know, and so this whole journey has really helped bring me to a place of this. It's helping me become the person that I want to become but also just giving me perspective on just who I truly am and just feeling comfortable, more comfortable in my skin um, than I ever have. I, I, you know, and so it's been every step counts. There's a lot can happen as you know, when you're on the trail, right? I mean, every single day, I mean, I was reading an article where you're getting, you know, one guy's got anywhere from 24 to 54,000 uh, steps a day on the trail out there. And when you're, you're over there doing that, I mean, there's so much can happen between step one and step 10,000. And, right. and I, and I'm learning, you know, over this journey, it's, it's helping me learn to not only be patient, but to be present, being present with self, being present with my neighborhood, being present with just, you know, the neighbors and what's getting lost in discovery every mm. single day. And that adds life. That's something I learned from my mom. I mean, 
at 81 years old, I mean, she just gets lost in discovery every single day when she's out getting steps, people she meets or someone's lawn or she's always calling me. She's curious. Hmm. And I just, I want to, I want to be like mom at 81, you know, I mean, just, I want to stay curious. I want to be present and, um, and really get lost in that discovery. And that's what this has been teaching me. And, and, and hopefully the, the, how it's played out is a calmer G, you know, as so I was a little bit right. less relaxed and, you know, maybe not have to prove myself so much anymore and just be me. Wonderful. Yeah. This is my friend Gunner. I'm so glad he came on. 10,000 steps superstar, but that's not who he is. No. He's so much more. Uh, Gunner, before you go, any any last things you want to say you haven't had a chance to say? You know what? Just it's an honor to be on this uh, podcast with you. I mean, uh, you're worth every step, you know, no matter how many it is, whether it's 10,000 a day or five, six, seven. It's just for me, it's just I just want to get the most out of each step and and just learn and grow. But, uh, you know, that, that's just my goal. Doesn't need to be your goal, you know, because it's my lifestyle. And so, uh, uh, but you matter every step. I can say that now because I believe it now, Tony. <laughs> How's that? Okay. All right. That's a uh, glass half full, Gunnar Simonson. Thanks, <laughs> now batting, Tony. <laughs> All right, everybody, we're back. We're back here on this very special episode of Pilgrim Lost, the 10,000 step superstar episode <laughs> of Pilgrim Lost. And once again, this is not about perfection. Um, it's not about, uh, you know, having to do it every day in order to be perfect, to, in order to sort of have arrived at something. We're about progress, not perfection. We're about, and bringing on people like our guests today is all about just being inspired by what's possible without having it be mandatory and, and incorporate some of those ideas into our lives. So today I'm so happy to have Katie and Doug Crane, the international couple of mystery, uh, parents of two grandparents of many, uh, they six. are the, of six grandparents of six. They are the, uh, prime example of you can retire and suddenly find your life more busy than it ever was before. <laughs> And um, we're talking about the 10,000 step journey. And first of all, guys, welcome. And tell me a little bit about sort of your 10,000 step journey, how you got into it and, and what it's been like. Well, it probably starts with two back surgeries. Um, right. Yeah. And uh, back surgery is no fun. And um, what the back surgeon said to me uh in the last appointment when we finally got released you know and you're go on with your life he said if you want to do something good for your back walk and i went okay <laughs> so we started walking um and and then and just, i'm sorry really quickly I, I don't mean to jump in but uh doug you had the back surgeries katie did not yes right you two have been married for We'll just say decades. <laughs> Do you want to say exactly how long? 51 years. 51 years. Okay. So <laughs> you guys have, you guys have shared a bit of companionship along the way. And then Doug, you had the, the back surgeries and then it was like, okay, well let's, let's do this walking things. So, okay. Right. Keep going. And so um, we started, you know, just, we had known other people that were walkers. Um, uh, and, and so we just started doing a little different routes and, um, and stuff like that. But I think the big change for us is when we found the pedometer, 
on the iPhone. It was just a simple free app called Pedometer. And um, we started uh, using the, the app and then it, it, it encourages you to set a goal. And so um, uh, we set the goal of 10,500 steps because it was just short of five miles. Um, I don't know why we picked that number, but uh, 10,000, that's kind of the, anyway, so um, we started and, and we wouldn't do it every day. You know, it would be like, okay, oh, we only got 8,000 here. And then, oh my goodness, we worked in the yard and actually plus walking, we got like up over 12, 15,000 steps, you know, but then what happened was the goal was there and we pretty much started encouraging each other that it was good for us that this was good for like everything, um, our marriage, uh, and so on and so forth. And so the goal of 10, five on the pedometer sort of became our benchmark. Um, how did you experience that? Yeah, we just, it became a benchmark and it's been an interesting journey because we both easily committed to it because of the benefits. Right. And, the, and, you know, you can know that the benefits are for our health. I mean, we're old, right? And so walking <laughs> is good. We can still walk. Um, and we're thankful for that. But we realized the other amazing benefit was literally walking together. Right. Right. So, you know, like you can sit down at dinner and kind of sort of look at each other and not say too much or whatever. But <laughs> when you're walking, it's interesting because you are literally side by side. So you're not looking at each other and it's just. And you're dealing with everything that you're walking past or through or around. Right. Or like, so we see nature and, and yesterday <laughs> wispy clouds. Oh my gosh. It's like, we wanted to call everybody's attention. Look up. It's amazing. God's artwork. Right. So anyway, there's that whole benefit, but then of course there's, there's the real conversations, you know, where, um, you know, I realize that I've been really grumpy with you today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and what I've realized is that if I'm grumpy with Doug, I'm just grumpy. Right. Because I'm not going to be grumpy with my neighbor, you know, but I, I mean, then I'm, I need to deal with something, something's going on inside. And so it's just been an opportunity to, walk and bring up some of those things. And I think we do that every day because we pretty much walk every day. We've been walking every day for, let me see. The pedometer says 1,174 days. Today will be 75, 175. So it's so over your past three years. You're yes. We're over three years. And it's been interesting because we, and how many days have you missed? None. Amazing. <laughs> so we do it in all weather and places right. and we've done some really crazy things. And like occasionally our son doesn't say it's the best, but uh, we actually will get on a treadmill if it's really nasty outside okay. or we're in, we're in a, a hotel and it's not easy to get out. Uh, we'll get on a treadmill, but um, Ben doesn't recommend it. He says it's not as good for your health as walking. <laughs> he's right. a golfer, as you know. <laughs> yes, he's a golfer. He's, he's a master of fitness. Yes. And so he's going to want yes. optimum, but you know what? <laughs> Treadmill is better than nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know, really it comes down to keeping moving. Um, you know, as you know, Tony, our friend uh, Nate works us out on Zoom twice right. a week. 
And so we not only get walking, but we get the exercise in. And I leave the phone in my pocket and I get we get credit for a workout. You know, it's like so steps. It's it's really, you know, I, I don't know if that's cheating or not, but um, we say that it's movement and that and that movement is the healthy part. Right. And if you become sedentary, I think that's the word um, sitting at your desk too much or couch potato or any of those kind of things, those are the unhealthy things. So this goal kind of revved us up. And what's amazing to me is um, I know that we would not have been as consistent as we are if we didn't encourage one another, because we go through the ups and downs and one day Katie will go, come on. (laughs) Let's get out the door. Let's do this thing. And it's not always one continuous walk of almost five miles, you know, we'll do maybe an hour in the morning and then catch it later. And, you know, so we mix it up and uh, we choose to walk around the neighborhood, which has been really good because we're getting to know our neighbors. Really amazing. (laughs) And all their dogs. Yeah. All their dogs. (laughs) Say more about that. Say how it's affected you as a neighbor. I want to hear more. Whoa. Well, it, uh, it's been interesting to see our neighbors and um, just ask them questions about how things are going, you know, and you get to know them more and more and realize what's important to them. And so then you can inquire and, you know, it's just been fascinating because all the way down, <laughs> right, all the know, way down, two or three blocks until we get to a cross street where there are really no houses. Um, yeah, we we just we're in dialogue. To- it's amazing that you can live in a neighborhood and not be in dialogue with your right. neighbors. But when you walk by and they're washing their car or pulling right. weeds or you know just doing the life, you stop and you go blah blah blah. And then the well, and then that one time when Aaron and Stein, he was exhausted. <laughs> he had been cutting limbs and all that. It was the end of the day. It was dinner time, and Doug and I look at each other and said opportunity so we ran home got our rakes and our bags to go down and then it was funny because his wife came out and said well i guess i should (laughs) so all of a sudden the whole all of us are there cleaning up the yard getting it all cleaned up so you know we wouldn't have done that if we didn't feel comfortable you know with stein and aaron so but what's also their dog daisy uh, that's what i was going to say daisy and Bo and cash and those are are all dogs that they walk the dogs and every time right. they come by, you know, the dogs want to say hi. And sometimes they don't want to go on. They want to. And and it, it's amazing how knowing a person's dog actually gets you into a relationship with them. And then how right. the time the people were walking by and <laughs> wanted to know why there were cars in front of our house on Tuesday mornings, which is Doug's <laughs> small group. And anyway, it was a couple and the man has is now in Doug's small group <laughs> and they live two blocks away. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, You know, walking, you know, more than a car, more than being on a motorcycle, more than being on a bicycle, more than even jogging, Oh, totally. walking provides this thing where, first of all, there's no barriers between me and the other people. I'm also moving very slowly. So I have time to notice. I have time to listen and hear. Or even running with earbuds in, I wouldn't necessarily have that experience. And then I'm sort of moving at the same pace as everyone else as they're in their yard and moving through their day. And 
and uh, it just provides for a, the opportunity for connection that maybe we just don't that we've we've trained ourselves not to have. Well, and then with COVID, right? We learned to move to the other side of the street, <laughs> right? <laughs> which is really hilarious. <laughs> But you also experience other people's rhythm of their life. It's the rhythm of life that we're, you know, it's clear that every single day we plan our walking based on the weather, based on the schedule, based on the other things that we've got going on. It's like, okay, so, and, and, and so every day we schedule it, but you realize that when you're, we're, we're pretty consistent now with certain patterns that we have, people pick up on that and, and you pick up on their patterns and that's very relational. That, that builds relationship in a, in a very amazing way. Cause you kind of figure out what people are about. And we also know because we are old and retired <laughs> that we have the time right? Like right. when you were young and raising kids and right. both working right. and, you know, like walk. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Whatever plan. Yeah. So on. this is a time in life that's, yeah. that's really accommodated this, uh, this goal, this, you know, pattern of, of life. And it's been, uh, it's been really good. It's been great for our marriage. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, we, short accounts. Yeah. We talk about everything. What does short accounts mean, Katie? To me, it means if there's something that I've said to Doug or Doug has said to me or something that sounded a little off or whatever, we talk about it. Deal right? with it. Go till the next day or a week or whatever. Don't it's, carry the tension for days on end. Not at all. Deal with it. You passed it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's how Make amends. Not. Make amends. Apologize. Right. Well, and, and then ask forgiveness. You know, I right. mean, there's that difference between saying, I'm sorry, All right. which you say when you bump into somebody at the grocery store, um, or will you forgive me, which requires right. a response, right? Yeah. It's, it's interesting how it's not only been good for our relationship, but <clears throat> we have received a lot of encouragement from dear friends. Um, when we got close to uh, 365 days, um, we had a friend come over with a bottle of champagne and these shoes. Gold tennis shoes. I mean, come on. And, and so what we did was we looked at the pedometer and we got right down to, we, we needed another thousand steps and we know how far it is to a thousand steps. And they brought their five-year-old and so we said, we're going to walk together past the 365 day mark. And, and to do that, we got the gold shoes on, went for the walk, came back and had to bottle champagne. <laughs> are, are these friends walking 10,000 steps no. a day? No, they yeah, no you, you brought them into your story. You, you're, yeah. you're not doing it in isolation. And another thing that's happened is that uh, one of our sons tries to walk every day. And he knows our commitment to walk. So, I mean, he's on a different time zone, but it's really fun because right. sometimes he'll call us when he's on his walk. I'm, right. I'm on his walk. <laughs> and it's a good time to connect with yeah. him. Sometimes we're on our walk. Yeah. So we're walking and talking <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's cool. Do you guys okay. ever listen to music when you're walking or podcasts or anything? You just choose not to as a discipline. No, no. The phone is collecting the steps, but we're not doing calls. We're not doing screens. You know, occasionally I'll look at who the call is. If it's one of our sons or our oh, grandchildren, yeah, we'll take the call. Okay. Uh, 
Okay. Um, <laughs> but I, I want also on the party deal on the party deal, when it got to be a thousand days, we, we, um, we thought, now that's cool. A thousand days. And so we made a thousand day party out of it. And that, uh, and a few friends came over and walked a little ways. And of course, us. Jim came over and brought his video camera <laughs> and so and produced a little piece. And we watched the pedometer until we got to one and it clicked over to 1000 days. So we have a little videotape of our thousand <laughs> days, you know, and, and, and we had what, 20 people, maybe we had 15 or 20 people that walked with us. It was fun. I love building monuments. <laughs> to, wow. to when to when we hit certain you know yeah. milestones in our lives or huh. experiences to build a monument and that could be a celebration it could be going out to dinner it could be uh, constructing a piece of art it could be doing a photo exercise or just taking mm -hmm. a picture it can be building a monument you know when you walk you know we often talk about the Camino de Santiago one of the great thing about the Camino is it does the monuments for you you know all along the way you're being told Oh, you have 347 kilometers to your destination. Celebrate. Like, here's this moment. You know, you're at the 300 kilometer mark. You've done it. You know, celebrate this moment, you know. And often right. if you're walking with other people, you let out a little cheer and dance a jig right in the middle of the street because it's great to it's great to have these little monuments through our lives when we do things. I think that's great. I want to I want to push back a little bit on the we're retirees, so it's easy for us uh narrative because it's it's never easy and we all only have so many minutes in a day and we choose right. how to fill them and we choose whether to spend our day sitting in front of netflix or going for a walk and letting the theater of our neighborhood be the story that fills our mind versus the theater that someone else has created mm -hmm. you two have one of the most robust travel schedules of anybody I know. <laughs> and yet somehow you still managed to not miss a day. Could you talk a little bit about that? The busyness and the travel and airports and hotels and we you know know Europe. you've been in Europe twice in the last, or well, at least you've been in Europe recently. I mean, you've been, yeah. you've been traveling. So, and it, Katie, you're going back to DC all the time. I mean, there's, there's a lot going on. The days of long flights are very challenging, I must admit, the, uh, especially the international flights. Um, and we look at that day and even the time change sometimes and we go, hey, we really got to kick it here. And so we never go to the lobby, you know, in the airports. Um, we, we walk Rock. the terminal. <laughs> right. And we plan, um, <clears throat> we, we plan with light backpacks and check our bags or even if we've got, um, even if we've got bigger bags, we'll we'll walk with the bags. Um, well, and even one crazy time we were in D.C. area. We were in Old Alexandria, and <laughs> we had suitcases, roller bags, you know. And so we decided to walk to the airport. <laughs> so it was a bit of a trek, and it got a bit tricky when we got to the airport as to how we could get through these different areas. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. one, crazy one time things. in the hotel. We were in the hotel and it snowed in Washington, D.C. It was a prayer breakfast uh, that we go to every year. And it was uh, snowy and icy out. So we were in a big hotel. So we started on the first floor and went all the way around, found the fire escape, went up one floor. Not the then fire, it's the stairs. The, the stairs. <laughs> uh, and went around there. We did every floor until we got to our 10,000 steps. It was a killer. It was a killer. 
Yeah, you know what I love about that is the intentionality, the planning yeah. ahead. The let's let's take a small backpack on the plane so that it we're not as hindered. Let's let's figure out a way to get this. And you have to. I mean, when you're flying internationally, you got a plan. There's only oh, about boy. five flexible days, and right. how many steps can you get in walking to the toilet and back on the airplane? Not very many. Not very many. That it doesn't add up very fast. The other thing that we're that I was thinking about, Tony, based on your question. There are mornings, I actually had a little bit of this this morning when I was, um, when I got up and was getting dressed, I was going, this, is, is this like religion that we're making this number is, is the most important yes. thing? It's like, I don't want to do this just to be doing it. Um, and I'm tired, you know, I mean, it's like, there's some days I want to, I want to lay in the hammock. So why is it? Why can't I just follow that? urge and and you know the answers come back pretty fast well first of all i'm doing it together right and 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 so it's not just about me um it's healthy it's good for our relationship it's been a great um it's added to our lives in a very very positive way right and we're getting older why would we stop if right. we don't need to. So it was, it, those kind of answers come back when you go, ah. <laughs> there's an old adage that uh, I hope everybody takes it with a grain of salt, but there's an old adage is that religion is just waiting for science to catch up. <laughs> and, um, you know, for millennia, religious structures, global, have had these 40 days of fasting, a hundred days of whatever, you know, these things were do these things every day because it, it places your body in a certain state, a certain, what we would call now a psychic state or a, mm -hmm. or an emotional state that we're able to sustain. And, and now you, I mean, any sociological study says, you know, you have to do something for 40 days to build a habit. You have to do something for a, a hundred days in order to build uh, a commitment, you know, and there's these things that are done and they're completely secular studies. And yet they've kind of determined very, very similar things. So Doug, I would go, yeah, it feels religious. And yet maybe as you know, religion in many ways is just a, a reflective structure. It's a meditative structure right. that has an opportunity to tap into maybe the way the, the human machine was made to function. Right. And our human machine does long for consistency. Mm -hmm. And if you guys were to take a day and just not walk and sit in the hammock, I'm willing to bet your feet would feel so agitated. Uh -huh. Like what the heck are you doing? Well, we'd be agitated. It's true. Uh, I, if I sit for too long, I'm agitated. Um, cause I movement is, is, is like life giving. It's become the norm and you've, yeah. and you know, that's great for your health, for your emotional health, for your physical health, for your relational yeah. health, for your yeah. neighborly health, like all these things, it's been really life giving. And I mean, I remember when I walked the Camino, from France all the way to Santiago. When I got to Santiago, you'd think, you know, after 20 miles a day that I'd be like, I should just like chill out for a couple of days. <laughs> I couldn't, I was like, I told everybody I didn't want to walk to the ocean, but by the second day in Santiago, I was like, I checked out of my, out of my Albergue and I'm like, I'm going. And I just walked the another hundred miles to the ocean. Cause I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I can't stop. I just can't stop. And that's, it's actually kind of a nice feeling. It's interesting. A contrast to that thought um, is I, I've never um, done anything for Lent, 
but I think Lent is one of those traditions that you're talking about and you give up something for Lent. And I really struggled this year because our church was doing something with Lent and I was going, am I going to do this? So I struggled with what to give up. And I decided to give up my morning schedule because I thought that there was some redundancy that was mindless and I wanted to wake up and do something different. And, um, and so I did that. And what's really interesting, Tony, is the, is the way I chose to change it has now become the new normal. Um, you know, uh, nice. And <laughs> nice. so I, I, I relate to what you're saying a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm going to wrap up here, but you guys are so sweet and I just love you. And I, I love your testimony about how this has touched you and how you're committed to it. And I mean, I, I was saying before um, I interviewed Gunner that, you know, I, I have a 10,000 step goal on my phone. <laughs> I hit it three times a week, you know, <laughs> and the other days I, I hit 7,000 and sometimes I hit 4,000 and, and, could be great to do 10, I, but I'm super impressed because in my everyday life here in the city, um, I don't hit it all the time and, and that's okay. And I've appreciated it. Katie, anything you have not said that you would like to say before we go? She's thinking. Well, um, yeah, I, I guess it's just amazing to me how, you know, 51 years, 49 have been good, um, <laughs> that it has, it, our, our love for each other has genuinely grown. I mean, it just continues. It's to, a really been to, a good thing. Did I say grown? I meant grow. <laughs> <laughs> that is growing. Right. And we really do love each other more and more. Wow. I mean, it's really fascinating. It is fascinating. And I have one okay. thing that I need to say before we end up. Yeah. I say, because it's still morning, Tony, and we're only at 1900 steps and we got some walking to do. So we need to get out, right. get out of here. Love you guys. Thanks for getting lost with us. Everyone. This is Pilgrim Lost. Go to pilgrimlost.com. Go to our Patreon account. Thank you to all of our um, contributors and make this thing possible from on behalf of producer Mark, myself, the cranes, Gunnar Simonson. Thanks so much for being here. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for walking with us. To stay connected, visit us at pilgrimlost.com. Please comment, share, and respond. Bye.